0: It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 316. Hello and welcome to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you for listening. Thank you once again for downloading. We love our loyal listeners. And for you first-time listeners, we're glad you found us. We hope you enjoy the show and become regular listeners. My name is Stephen Fennec, and I'm the editor of that great website, techguide.com.au. On this week's show, what we can expect to see at Apple's iPhone launch event this week, Foxtel has updated the Foxtel Go app, but there is a catch. And Tesla has rolled out some new security features. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Ring Spotlight camera, the Logitech keyboard that you can use with your smart TV, and Bose unveils a new smart speaker and two soundbars, and we'll wrap it all up with the Tech Guide Help Desk, and it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A huge show for you, so let's get cracking. Well, later this week, we're recording this on a Monday, so later this week, early Thursday morning, you are going to we're going to see Apple's uh, iPhone launch event. And what we're expecting to see is naturally some iPhones, not one, not two, but we're expecting three new iPhones. This year, I think more than any other year before has uh, I've never seen so many rumors, and the rumors are all pretty much saying the same thing. So there's there's it's very hard for Apple to to keep a secret nowadays, I find. Uh, I think since since the passing of of Steve Jobs, the uh, former Apple CEO and found co-founder, uh, he was just fanatical about secrecy and was able to control things a bit better uh, now. I think under Tim Cook, I don't know how big the supply chain is now, but it, it appears that you can't make an iPhone in isolation. You do need rely on parts from companies and screens and, and other parts and transistors and ball, motherboards, you name it. I don't know how much of it that Apple makes in-house, but it does have to be put together in a factory and a lot of people in that process, which is probably why this this more than any other has leaked like a sieve this year. And, and the fact that there's, there's likely to be three new iPhones, not just one. So that's a lot more information that you need to protect. The three new iPhones we're going to see now the naming conventions what they're going to be called uh, is still up in the air, that's probably the best that, that's the probably the best secret that Apple can keep, uh, all that information that top line information, names of the products, their advertising material and stuff like that, that's, they control that start to finish so th- we're not seeing that at all but in the actual product itself uh, have been leaked quite, quite, uh, quite often and we've seen even, I was even offered uh, by a serial leaker, I won't name him but I was offered a, uh, the opportunity to, to purchase one of these dummy uh, phones. So, so that they, they're all from all the specifications that they know in the supply chain about the devices, the size, screen size, thickness, the whole physical, uh, uh, the measurements of the product, I was offered a dummy version of all three uh which I declined. I thought, well I'll wait for the real thing, mate. So uh I, I decided not to, but there's enough information out there uh for me to tell you about it without actually having the dummy in my hand. So let's kick it off. The what we're gonna see is the iPhone ten. Uh, there's going to be two iPhone tens this year. There's going to be the 5.8-inch, which is what we have now, but it'll no doubt be updated with a faster processor and perhaps some other new features. But basically, it will look the same, have the same screen size. That will likely be called the iPhone XS uh, or that maybe another name, I'm not sure, but that's kind of what Apple typically does in a, in the year after a new model, they put an S after it. Uh, there will also be a 6.5 inch iPhone 10, uh, which is the new Roman numeral for X. So iPhone 10. This will have a 6.5 inch. So just like the 5.8, but with a 6.5 inch screen, it'll still have the notch. Uh, just like the 5.8, but this is going to be bigger. It's going to be so big, it's actually bigger than the the Samsung Note 9, which we reviewed recently, which was on the market now a couple of weeks. So this is going to be a big phone. For those who want an iPhone 10, that's going to be humongous, this is your device. What I'm speculating is this will be quite an expensive phone. Last year's iPhone 10, the 256-gig version, was $1,829. So that's for the 5.8. So you can imagine what a 6.5 is going to cost. I'm tipping this maybe the first phone that's going to be more expensive than $2,000, maybe one triple nine. It might be your 2199 It's going to be expensive unless Apple decides to, as they sometimes do, whenever they, they, they introduce a new model, the previous model or the older model gets a bit cheaper. Whether they can make it cheaper or not, that'd be great. It'd be great to see the 6.5-inch iPhone uh, version the same price as the 256-gig 5.8 version. That would be brilliant. If they can keep it under $2,000, that would be great. And maybe the 5.8 maybe be a few hundred dollars cheaper again. So that's a possibility. The 6.5 I'm tipping will be called the iPhone 10s Plus because it's a big model. The other new iPhone... Size-wise, sits in the middle of these two. So you got a 5.8 for the iPhone X, which is what we've got now, and they'll update that. Then you've got the 6.5, which is the big model. But in the middle, the rumour is that there's going to be a 6.1-inch model. Now this this device won't be called the 10. This the 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 iPhone 10 5.8, iPhone 10 6.5 are both going to have OLED screens, so really sharp, really bright, more expensive, very thin bezels as well. The middle phone, the 6.1 inch phone, has slightly thicker bezels because it's going to have an LCD screen, therefore will be slightly cheaper. This is the device that I'm tipping will be the iPhone 8S or iPhone 9. This will be the the new non-iPhone X model despite the fact that there won't be a home button. None of these phones will have a home button. None of the new phones announced this week will have a home button. So kind of gives you a sense of where Apple's heading in terms of their technology. They've got rid of the headphone jack on their latest iPhones. Now they're getting rid of the, of the home button. Face ID is everything for them. So this new model, whether it's the 8S or the 9, has a 6.1 inch screen. Still has that notch. So it will have Face ID but the camera won't have the dual camera from the the rear panels that we've seen, this middle, the 6.1 inch will have just one solitary round lens, round lens structure, not the oval dual lens structure of the iPhone 10. So that that's kind of what we're expecting to see in, in terms of the new iPhones. Uh, names again. I don't know what they're going to be called, but the the new iPhones. There's the the, the rumors are so strong, and the people companies are so positive that. There are case manufacturers that are ready to go with their cases. They just don't know what they're going to be called. So that, that's how positive the industry is about what we're going to expect to see from this event. Now, other products that are likely to be announced, I think another there, – there was actually an image that was leaked uh, from 9to5Mac uh, ran it, a leaked image of the of two iPhones on top of each other, which I'm suspecting is the iPhone 10 5.8 on top of the iPhone 10 6.5. The other image that allegedly leaked is an image of the new Apple Watch, the uh, Apple Watch Series 4. The differences we'll see here. Is that it'll have thin, it'll have the same design, same shape, but it'll have much thinner bezels. So therefore, the screen is going to appear to be larger without the device itself being larger. And rather than having a fully red crown, which indicated the the cellular addition of the device, it's just going to have a red circle, a red ring around the crown. So it won't be completely red. Other possibilities that we may see at the event. There have been also pretty strong rumours and, and alleged leaks as well of an iPad Pro design, a new design, that will go down the kind of the same design language that we've seen with the iPhone 10. That By that, I mean no home button. So imagine an iPad that's top to bottom, edge to edge, full screen. That is what was rumoured to be the new iPad Pro. Whether it's released at this event or a future event, we don't know. We'd love to see it at this event, uh, but... Not sure about that. The only other possibility of another product may be an updated version of the AirPods. Uh, don't know what they can do different to that, but uh, knowing Apple, there's probably something that we haven't thought of that they can put inside that already popular product. The AirPods are very popular. AirPods Two maybe we'll see that as well. But stay tuned. We're going to cover it all at Tech Guide. So when it, when all the new products drop on Thursday morning, be sure to tune in to our our website and the next episode of Tech Guide. The episode. 3.17 of the Tech Guide podcast and we'll take you through every single one of the new products all these rumours, all these leaked images you can check all of those things out if you head over to techguide.com.au Tech Guide Keeping you updated and educated This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Our readers love it when we talk about Foxtel. It's a very popular subject among our readers and our, our podcast listeners. And uh, we, we we reported a few weeks ago that Foxtel will launch their first 4K channel in October. They're also going to have their new IQ4 box. Uh, so that was big news a few weeks ago. But they're back in the news again, and this is with an update to their Foxtel Go app. Now, any Foxtel customers listening to this right now will be familiar with this. Foxtel subscribers, so pay TV subscribers, will be familiar with Foxtel Go because this is the companion app that allows you to have on five mobile devices that you can watch the service anywhere. So they've updated that, they've got new features, a new, slightly new design as well. Uh, New features will include personal watch lists. Closed captioning as well. And there'll also be a universal continue watching feature across your supported devices. So say you're watching a show on an iPad and then you want to pick it up on an Android phone, uh, it'll remember where you left off on the Foxtel Go app. But that's not the biggest feature that they've announced uh, with the new Foxtel app. But this new feature also comes with a catch. Let's tell you about the feature first of all. One thing Foxtel Go could not do, so if you're a regular Foxtel subscriber paying, you know, could you could have been paying $135 a month. You did have access to Foxtel Go, but what you could not do from the Foxtel Go app is stream that content to a television using AirPlay or using Chromecast. For you to watch Foxtel, for this customer to watch Foxtel on a television, they need a set-top box. Well, now that's changed. You are able now to stream from the Foxtel Go app using Chromecast or using AirPlay to a television. So you can, you can stream in HD. Now, to here's the catch. To enable this feature, you still have to have a Foxtel multi-room subscription. So you got to pay a little bit extra. It's like having a second box in another room. That's your multi-room subscription. So you still need that to qualify to watch the programs off the Foxtel Go app to stream it to other TVs. Because if, if it was a matter of just having a Foxtel subscription, you could then have Foxtel Go, the app, and then stream with five different mobile devices. I think you can watch two different screens at once. But it still allows you to then stream to another television uh, without having to have a second box. So I think for Foxtel to keep their revenue, you still at least to have need to have a multi-room subscription, which may be a little bit cheaper than just having a multi a second box. So that's the slight catch there for Foxtel Go, the new Foxtel Go app. Uh, and as I mentioned, this news comes after they're, they they're announcing the fact that they're going to have a Foxtel a 4K channel, which will have the cricket for the first time in 4K. Foxtel are now the rights holders to the cricket, so expect to see uh, this summer 4K cricket coverage, and in 2019 you'll see 4K NRL coverage, which I'm really looking forward to. But Foxtel Go, it's, it's already a very popular app, one of the most popular apps. You can also watch Foxtel Go on a browser. So if you're on a PC, it'll work on Google Chrome. If you're on a Mac, it'll work on your Safari browser. So you don't actually need a mobile device as such. You can still watch your Foxtel service on your computer as well, which is another great screen that we have in our homes. But Foxtel Go app, has been updated, uh, not to the extent that many would hope. Uh, if you don't have a multi-room subscription, you're just stuck with the, the Foxtel Go uh, watching it on your mobile device. If you ha- do have that multi-room subscription, you can enjoy Foxtel Go on a larger scale by streaming it to your television. So that that's good. It's actually caught up with Foxtel Now. Foxtel Now, allowed, which is their streaming service, allowed you to have up to five different mobile devices, and, and you could stream any of those five to a screen. So it kind of made it... The, the the person who was paying more money for a Foxtel subscription because they had a set-top box wasn't able to stream, which seems strange to me because the customer paying more... Uh, was able to do less. Well, this has kind of corrected that, Foxtel Go, uh, but you still need to have that multi-room subscription, uh, which is, uh, I I believe, slightly different to having a uh, multi-second box in another room. So you need to have uh, to tick the box on your account there. But Foxtel Go app with Chromecast and AirPlay streaming and those new features I mentioned too, well worth checking out. Uh, We've written a story about it, and you can read that at techguide.com.au. Well Tesla has been in the news lately and uh it's not just because the CEO smoked dope on a uh, on a podcast a video podcast recently that's a whole other story which I'm not going to uh to talk about right now but uh what the company has done is updated, sent out a software update that will increase, that will add a layer of security to their vehicles. And I know this firsthand because I am a Tesla driver. I do have a Model S 75D, and this software update luckily came through for me over the weekend. Uh, I also was given a free 14-day trial of enhanced autopilot, which is the the self-driving feature of the car. Uh, One thing about a Tesla is that, all the features, all the hardware necessary for autopilot and total self-driving already exist within the car. And what you need to do to enable that is to have the software updated so that, the, the car actually makes use of all that technology. Uh, for a lot of drivers who don't tick that box when they buy their car, like myself, uh, this is an opportunity for those drivers who don't already have enhanced autopilot, because it can be added later, uh, to enjoy this feature, experience this feature. I luckily had, as a journalist, I was able to drive Teslas with this feature on board, so I have already experienced it, and will be getting it on my car. But it's good to know that this new enhanced autopilot feature for those who haven't experienced it but do own a Model S or Model X. They can now experience to see whether it's worth them updating, and I guarantee that once they uh, try this, they're never going to go back. It's a $7,700 update. But now that will enable self-driving on uh, freeways and clearly marked roads, uh, auto parking. It'll also allow you to summon the car, so move the car with your smartphone, among other features. So that's a, a really exciting thing to look forward to. But let's get back to the security feature, which was what I started talking about. This is a new, a new feature, uh, and it is all about adding a pin-to-drive feature. This is an additional security feature now, and mine came through on Friday, so I updated my software. This was the new feature. It's remarkable that your car is like your phone. You can just update the software, and it can do something different. Again, another example why Tesla stands out from the other companies, because it can actually do this. It can offer this update that has given my car and every other Tesla driver who wants to enable this feature an added layer of security. So now when I jump in my car, traditionally, I just hit the brake pedal, and that turns turns the car on, and then I simply put it into gear, and then I drive away. Now, when I hit the brake pedal, a, pin, a keypad appears on the main central 17-inch screen, and it asks for a four-digit pin number. So that's the pin to drive. Once I enter that and hit enable, then the car's turned on. I'm ready to go. Now, why did Tesla offer this? I hear you asking. Aren't they secure anyway? Well, yes, they are. But there were some incidents in Europe recently where some Teslas were actually stolen. So how do you steal a Tesla? Well, what is suspected that the thieves did here, very clever how they did this, they hijacked the key fob signal. Now, for those who don't know about the key fob on a Tesla, you all you need to for your car to work is the key fob it's not actually you don't put a key in anywhere it's a, it's a little key in the shape of the car that just needs to be on your person in the car on in your pocket and then the car detects the key fob with the signal and then you're able to drive the car. What these thieves did was what they've described as a relay attack. So they intercepted that signal, imitated that signal to get in the car and start the car, then remove the Tesla's built-in SIM card or use GPS blocking software to make the car untraceable. If someone stole my Tesla today... And It's funny, I had a dream about this the other night, so hopefully it won't come true, but if someone stole my Tesla today, I could look at trace my car on the Tesla app. I could see the exact location because there's a built-in SIM card uh, which which then broadcasts its GPS location, so that's possible now what they've the, the decision to add the pin to drive software is the for that added layer of security so now when I jump in my car it's just an extra three seconds I've just got to type in a four digit pin number and I'm away so if someone actually had my key fob went to my car because there is a feature called passive entry so when I walk up to my car with the key fob in my pocket the door handles open the car unlocks and I get in the car and then all I gotta do is just simply put it into gear and take it away. That's another another way for people to steal a Tesla if they got if they've got your key fob. A lot of a lot of people who break into homes, that's that's the easiest way for them to steal your cars if they've got your keys. And often the cars in the driveway, they drive off in your car. The the, the Tesla's no exception. So if you did have the key fob, you could drive away in my car. Well not anymore, because now I've got the key, the four digit pin to drive code. So even if you had my key fob, you still need to know my four digit code to drive away. so great uh good that Tesla can update that and give drivers that added layer of security that enhanced autopilot trial take it on. it's awesome. Uh, I'm definitely going to upgrade my car once the trial finishes i've got I've only had it for a couple of days, so I've still got like 13, 12 or thirteen days left to go uh, so I will be doing it and with that that comes auto steer auto lane change, traffic-aware cruise control, auto parking, and summon, so you can park and retrieve your vehicle with your phone. It's remarkable. And it all uh, can all be done with the latest software updates. If you want to read more about that, see some pictures as well, check it out, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi Fi brand. Well, they've introduced Orbi, the world's first tri band Wi Fi system, and Orbi gives you reliable, secure, and super fast Wi Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. This is a mesh Wi Fi system, which means no more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi Fi across the board. Orbi reaches up to 370 square meters through traditional Wi Fi barriers, things like walls, stairs, and doors. Well, with the dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you'll have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi Tri-Band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed you're paying for. Orbi's sleek design, and state-of-the-art technology, steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. We recently spoke about the Orbi Voice, which uh, creates the satellite which you place in the centre of your home is actually a smart speaker. Expect that later this year as well. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Or be better Wi-Fi everywhere. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennett. Tech Guide. Our review this week, our first review is from Ring. This is the Ring Spotlight Cam, and I am well and truly ensconced in this Ring ecosystem. I've got the doorbell too. I've got the uh spotlight the cert, the uh the, the spotlight the connected spotlight cam so it's a, it's got a dual dual uh lights and the camera but what I've reviewed now is the ring spotlight cam the battery solution so the battery version uh total wireless wire free uh this is the ring spotlight cam battery which means it's really easy to set up so it's uh, it includes the camera which has a 140 degree field of vision It's also got two bright lights on either side of the lens, and it's also got a motion sensor. So when it detects motion, it'll not only send you the notification, but if it's dark, it'll also light up the place as well. Very, very bright light. This thing has really good video quality. You're talking full high definition. Also has two way audio so you can talk to someone if they're in front of your camera you can have a conversation through the app and if the person standing in front of the camera can hear you you can hear them and you can have a conversation whether it's a courier or some guy who some person is on your property and you want them to get the hell out You can talk to them as well, Uh, and if you do see an intruder, someone you don't know on your property, the good thing is this also includes a siren, a 110 decibel siren, so if you want someone to get the hell off your property, you can sound that siren and send them scurrying. Now, the good thing about this being wire-free, wireless, really easy to install. You simply find your spot that's within range of your wireless network, then Put it in. There's a bracket. Comes with its own drill bit. All the screws. Everything you need's in the box. Find your spot. Click on the camera. Aim the camera. Link. Go to the app. Link it to your your network through the app. Then set it up. Takes five minutes, and you're done. Then you are able to do, uh, do to view live video through the camera you'll also be able to receive motion detection, so if uh, there is motion you can even set the, uh, the strength of your motion detection, so say for example, the camera looks over your neighbor's yard, you can actually restrict the motion detection to be more closer to your home, rather than picking up every bit of movement in your neighbor's yard, or maybe the roadway out the front, or something like that, so you can actually you can control the sensitivity of the motion detection and just how far it can see in front of the camera, so you're not getting all these false notifications it's also weather resistant so uh, place it outside with confidence Uh, it it can handle the rain and everything Uh, it did handle uh, a decent downpour last week and even hail so uh, it's still going strong so uh, can handle the the weather uh, being wireless means you can put it anywhere including outside well it's designed to be outside Uh, again the installation was was uh, painless and quick uh, the companion app is the real hero here too. It re- if you've got multiple ring products, it's really easy to control and view your video through all of them, uh, on, in using that same app as well. Video quality is actually surprisingly good. It's, a, a full HD as I mentioned. And even that two-way audio conversation is really clear and really sharp as well. So you can actually hear and understand, have it, you can have a conversation through the camera as well. So you're not going to miss a thing with that great motion detection as well. And uh, as I said, if you're already in the Ring ecosystem, this is a fine addition to the whole process. Now, I should point out that there is a downside to having uh, a Ring camera or even a Ring doorbell is that you can't view recorded video without being on their plan. So they've got a $4 per month plan or $40 a year per camera, or if you want to pony up 15 bucks a month or 150 a year for unlimited cameras, that then gives you the ability to view your videos up to 60 days later. So it's sort of stored in the cloud. There's no micro SD, no local storage on these things. So you're able to view that video. So say you had a break-in three days ago, uh, you can see, retrieve all that video, view it and retrieve it uh, as well. So there is a 30-day free trial if you want to take advantage of it. But without it, all you can do is view the live view from the camera and just get your motion alerts. Uh, so if you want to view your recorded videos for up to 60 days they're stored, uh, you can do that. There's no locking contract, you can cancel that subscription at any time. but small price to pay to be able to look at all your videos. Uh, it, it really is a nice robust system that'll uh, allow you to keep track of all the movement and anyone who's been on your property for up to 60 days with that added plan. The Ring camera itself costs 329 bucks. That's not including that monthly or yearly fee if you do want to be able to uh, retrieve those videos. But uh, nonetheless, I highly recommend this camera, the Ring Spotlight Cam Battery, $329. Uh, it really easy to install and even better if if you're already within the Ring ecosystem, it just helps you increase the security in your home. If you want to check out that review, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Next up, we're going to talk the Logitech K600 Keyboard. Now, what's the difference with this keyboard than a regular keyboard? Well, this keyboard is designed for smart TVs. Now, how often have you sat in front of your smart television and there is an opportunity to enter some text? You may have to log into a streaming service or you want to browse the web. It's really difficult to use the on the the remote control and you're typing a letter at a time and it's really painful. Well, Logitech has responded to this and by releasing this K600 TV keyboard now it works with your computer it even works with mobile devices so you can if you are working on your PC or you've got a smart TV in the room and even you have a mobile device you can actually switch between all of those products so you press number 1 is your smart TV, number 2 is your computer, number 3 is your mobile device, you can be typing away on any of those products using the one keyboard, really smart but what the K600 all also adds... Is the ability to uh, for some shortcuts, but also smarter browsing. There's even a little keypad, a, a, a trackpad, I should say, so that you can actually move the mouse, uh, the cursor around the screen. There's also a directional pad, uh, uh, so you can just simply navigate through your smart TV menu just by using the the, the D-pad as well. So all, all all directions are covered. There's even a, a, an enter button in that as well, uh, as well as all the regular keys that you'd expect to find naturally on a keyboard. There's even on the side of the device, and to set it up, I'll explain in a minute, but on the side of the device, you've even got shortcut buttons for left click, right click. You've got a home button. So it goes to your home page, home screen of your smart TV, uh, and even you've got a search button as well. Now, to do that, and I've just dropped the keyboard. I was holding it, there, I just dropped it. Uh, to do that, to set it up, it's really simple. There, there are smart TVs that are compatible out of the box, that have Bluetooth built in, so your latest Samsungs and LG TVs are compatible. But it does come with a Bluetooth dongle, so you can actually plug into one of your USBs on your smart telly, uh, and and then still connect to it. Uh, what you do once you've connected to that, you then go to uh, the online page and type in the an address and uh, on that device. So if you're on, a, so on your smart TV, you go to set complete the setup. You go online to the Logitech website. And you're able then to uh, activate or connect that television through that website, so it'll recognise the TV, and then to do to have all those little shortcut buttons. That that are, that's an important step to complete, so you can get all those extra those extra shortcuts as well. But it is designed for sort of that that sort of couch experience. So it's small; it's not too big. Can sit really comfortably in your lap. Has got that nice trackpad on the side. It's a circular trackpad, so you can move the mouse around and, and navigate the page really well. Uh, so for for that experience, that sort of sit-back experience, really handy to use. And remember, it does work with your other devices, so it can control your, your laptop, your PC, your mobile device. So if you want to use the keyboard for those other products that you have, it'll work there as well. This product costs $99.95. I think great value uh, if you do have a smart TV and just want to make that experience a little bit easier uh, and make that experience a little bit better. Definitely worth checking out. And we've written it up uh, our review you can see that at techguide.com.au Hear that? Believe it or not summer is just around the corner Luckily ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine Plus now through May 31st we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armor All products That means car wash pods protectant tire shine you name it Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Next up, we're talking speakers, and uh, this is uh, these are new products from Bose. Bose, I've always called them a very well-respected audio company, and they have come through with uh, a new smart speaker and two new sound bars. These are going to be available on October 11, which is only around the corner. It's a month away. Uh, this is these new products all have Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and Alexa on board, so you can easily access all your music and all your content, and uh, make them also part of a multi-room system, which is very handy. So Bose, as they normally do, and my Google speakers talking in the background. Be quiet, please. Uh, yeah. It's still talking. Alexa, stop. See, that? that's how you take tell Alexa to be quiet. And <laughs> it did was piping up in the background there. Let's get back to what we were talking about, the Bose smart speaker and the two new sound bars. Uh, they will be available, I mentioned, on October 11. But let's start off with the smart speaker, the Bose home speaker 500. Now, this is going to be $599.95. Uh, There's going to be a digital display, uh, touch controls on top, 20 centimetres high, wrapped in anodized aluminium, two custom drivers though pointing in opposite directions. So what this means is that it can reflect sound off walls and also really effectively separates the left and right channels clearly so you don't need to buy two speakers for a stereo pair. You've already got it in one. So for those people who scoffed at that price, 599.95, you're getting stereo pair in one. To do that with a HomePod, you need to spend four nine nine times two, Google Max five four nine times two, Bose five nine 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 five times one to get that audio performance. And it has all those smart features as well. There's even a little a digital display so you can see the album art and the information of the song that's playing. So uh, really impressive. i I'm really look forward to getting my ears wrapped around that one. And, of course, by using that smart functionality as well, uh want to give that a try also. Moving on to the soundbars, there's Bose Soundbar 500. Now, this is uh, $799.95. And then there's the Bose Soundbar 700 which is one thousand one hundred ninety nine ninety five. dollars uh, The 700 is uh, a little over five centimetres tall. Uh, it is a longer soundbar, 96 centimetres, and the top of it, it does look different to the 500. It's made of tempered glass. It looks really nice. But what I like about it is the fact that it's going to use the Bose, and the 500 as well, it's going to use the Bose Phase Guides technology. What this means is that it can send multiple channels through the air and place sounds in places around the room where there are no speakers. So you can be sitting there and hear something from behind you, but it's all coming from the sound bar at the front of the room. That's remarkable technology. I can remember one Bose event where this was first introduced, and this is years ago, where they had these speakers on the wall, and we were assuming that the sound was coming from those speakers. Well, during the demonstration all of the speakers on the wall actually fell off the wall because they were fake we were hearing the sounds f- that we thought were from these speakers but they were actually coming from the front of the room so they've still they've developed this technology even further uh, the phase guide technology to create this remarkable surround this virtual surround sound experience the soundbar 500, the cheaper one, is slightly smaller. It's 78 centimetres long. It's got a matte black finish as well. So design-wise, doesn't look quite as nice as the 700. But you do have both soundbars have adapt technology, which means it can adjust the audio for your surroundings. So it knows where it is, can can suss out the situation and increase and improve the audio quality, optimize that audio quality. Also has a HDMI ARC port. Uh, which is short for Audio Return Channel, which means that you can uh, it'll work with all the latest TVs and you don't have to use multiple remotes. It'll all work through the telly's remote. Bose Soundbar 500 and Bose Soundbar 700, as well as the Bose Home Speaker, they're all going to be available on October 11. In the meantime, if you want to read more about that, you can see that story at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennig. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Well, you probably have antivirus on your computers and tablets. Well, you should if you don't. But did you know that your router could be letting hackers into your home? The router is the heart of the connected house, but you can also it can also provide an entry point for hackers. That, can, that, that means they can attack anything that's connected to your network, things that can infect your devices, steal your information, and even spy on your home. Unfortunately, just password protecting your router won't block these threats. We're introducing Norton Core, a smart and more secure Wi-Fi router that delivers speed and security all in one. Norton Core delivers next-gen Wi-Fi speeds to every corner of your home while helping to protect all your connected devices. Think about what's on your network, things like computers, phones, smart TVs, baby monitors, gaming consoles, smart speakers, and much more. From the digital threats, by helping to block them at the network level. With built-in parental controls, Norton Core also lets you set screen time limits by device or user, set content filters, and even pause the internet across your home or from an easy-to-use smartphone app. Norton Core, the smart, more secure Wi-Fi router, is available now at your local Harvey Norman store. Tech Guide. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk got a couple of things, got a couple of emails from our friends, and we do love to hear your voice bites. I have, I do regularly post on our Tech Guide Facebook page, the odd question. So, uh, if you want to give us your opinion, I think the latest question I posted was, uh, what do you think? Or are you, are you looking forward to the new iPhones or you couldn't care less? Uh, love you to click on that record button on our Tech Guide Facebook page or on our Tech Guide Twitter, uh, page and give us your thoughts. Record your thoughts and you'll be on the next Tech Guide podcast. But in the meantime, we've got a couple of emails from readers. One in particular, I think that's uh, interesting, and it's from uh, a a customer who purchased a Samsung tablet from Kogan. Now, those who aren't aware, anyone purchasing a device from Kogan, more often than not, this device is sourced overseas. In other words, it's a grey import. So whether you're buying a Samsung device, an iPhone, an iPad, many of their products they bring in Grey imports, and in this case, the this this person they bought a Samsung Tab S3 tablet, and unfortunately, they they dropped the tablet, broke the tablet, and went to a Samsung store, uh, uh, contacted Samsung in Australia, to try and repair the device. Samsung turned around and said, "Well, no, you bought it from Kogan. Uh, they're not. These products can't be repaired in Australia. Your warranty is through Kogan, which means that they've got to go through the whole contact Kogan, get the device picked up, and repaired." On well, my advice is, "Well, this is a warranty repair, uh, and unfortunately, you got to pay for that because uh, you dropped the device and broke it." rather than it being a fault of the product. If the product was faulty, that would be free under the warranty to repair. In this case, it was dropped and this customer is aware of that but wants to be able to repair it. But unfortunately, they're going to have to go through the long process of contacting Kogan, shipping the device back to Kogan, getting it repaired, getting it back. So it's quite a rigmarole. The complaint from the customer was that it wasn't made quite clear to him that it was a grey import. I looked at their Website and it did say that it was an international version. Uh, it did say in the in the frequently asked questions, the FAQs, that it was covered by warranty, but didn't specify the fact that it wasn't covered by warranty by that company in Australia. Perhaps that needed to be a little bit clearer on the Kogan website, clearer to the customer when they are making the purchase, because people look at these prices and think, wow, how do they do it? And they spend their money only to, in this case, uh, as we've seen in this case, they see the fact that the warranty does is not honored here in Australia, it has to go back through Kogan uh, from its point of origin and be repaired in that fashion or replaced if it was a warranty issue. So something to keep an eye on if you are purchasing stuff from overseas or online, just check to see whether you're buying it from Australia or whether it is a grey import. That information could come in handy if you do have any issues with it as well. Uh, the other the uh, question I had, uh, interesting one, it may seem simple to a lot of people, but th- it is a genuine question. The fact that uh, I did have a, a an email from a reader asking they're moving home and for their old home, they had an ADSL 2 plus connection and where they're moving, they've got an NBN connection. And they, the question was, uh, do I, what do I do? How do I make my, what, what settings do I have to change in the modem for it to work at my new address? Uh, which is a a fair question, Uh, but the good news is that you don't need to have any uh, setting changes to the modem because you'll get a new modem. When you're moving from ADSL, from cable to the NBN, you do have to get an uh, NBN-compatible modem. So normally when you sign up with an internet service provider on the NBN, part of the service is providing you with a modem. So then you can then add your router, whatever you want, to that. Normally, there's a modem and router in one, which is provided by the NBN uh, provider. So no need to reconfigure your old modem, mate. It's going to work. Uh, they're going to get a brand-new modem, which will work on your new NBN service. We've written plenty about those issues in the past, about the NBN, about plenty of modems and routers and range extenders. You can read all of those stories at techguide.com.au. Can you believe that's already the end of our show that went so fast? You can read about everything we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, feel free to email us at info at techguide.com.au. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and a special shout-out also to Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family and your devices all safe online. Thank you for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.